Welcome to another episode of It's Just Pennies. This is the Stock Whisperer. Before you enjoy today's episode, let me just state this. I am not a financial advisor, so if you're looking for financial advice, please seek an investment professional. The episode that you're about to hear is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Hello, OTCers. Today, you're going to listen to Chapter 3 of Penny Stock Guru's study session. This session has a lot of important content, and I thought about dropping the episode on short selling first, but I think understanding Chapter 3, although it's not directly related to short selling, I believe that there are some indirect relations with the content he covered and the information that's covered in the episode. And when you relate it to the short selling episode that will be released on Saturday. So please listen, take notes. If you haven't read the book, if you have read the book, it's always good to get someone else's perspective. As I said prior in the prior study chat session, chapter three. Welcome back. I'm PSG. This week, we um, are under the impression that you all were doing your chapter three reading. Uh, chapter three reading is um, going to be regarding buying and selling penny stocks, uh, which markets, what is dilution, bankruptcy stocks, and reverse splits. So we're going to go over some notes that I felt were valuable. As always, do your own due diligence, your reading, show up prepared. And I'm not a financial advisor. These are simply experiences that have worked out for me or not worked out for me that I also share within uh, this information. So buying and selling stocks, um, the most common reasons companies do go public is so that they can raise money. So you trade in the market, you can raise money by selling shares into the market to us who are shareholders. Um, these funds can be used to help the company grow. Um, revenue, market share, and earnings are all important things. Um, listing a company on a good market is also important because it can attract bigger investors. I'm sure most are aware of the NASDAQ and the um, New York Stock Exchange. And um, you, um, we're trading a lot of penny stocks, so you'll see a lot of them don't go that far. Uh, reason being is uh, fees. Um, affordability is everything. So the NYSE um, to be listed within their exchange, their annual fees can run anywhere from $5,000 to $40,000. So when you're looking at a company that's just starting and growing, that's um, not a wasted amount of money to spend just to be in that exchange. But um, penny stocks don't typically have that type of money to be able to fork out just to be listed, especially when starting out. Um, some of the listing requirements Moving along, companies are required to maintain a certain price per share. Depending on what market they're in, they have to maintain a certain price per share in order to still be allowed to be within that market. Um, visibility is also important. Um, depending on the market and uh, where the company trades, it can also affect the type of attention that it gets from public and from a public um, investor standpoint. Um, fees, as I mentioned. Um, that dictates a lot of where a company will trade. Let's see. You have your OTCBB. Um, those are actually owned by the NASDAQ. Um, it has uh, easier listing requirements, which uh, make it more suitable. However, um, there's not a lot of penny stocks that we trade that are actually 
um, within that market. I'm not sure if you're aware, but um, actually a lot of Canadians do trade penny stocks. Um, they're active. Um, um, I feel like a lot of them actually dabble with the OTC market, but they also have their own main stock exchange where quality um, companies do trade as well. Um, as I mentioned uh, prior a few videos ago, um, the Penny Stocks for Dummies book um, isn't too fond of OTC stocks. They are, excuse me, they are higher risk. So you can see why um, they, the book is trying to get you to not take certain risk. Um, as I always feel, you fear what you don't know. So if you're able to gather a certain amount of tools mentally to sift through the market, I do feel like the OTC can be very lucrative where you can make a lot of money. I've been doing it for almost nine years and I basically fell forward where I'm able to experience um, a lot more success now due to discipline. Um, issuing shares. Um, you'll see it on Twitter, all over social media, other social media outlets. But when people hear dilution, it typically scares them. They fear it. They don't know what's going on. They just feel like they need to get out because the company's going to dump a lot of shares. Um, I do feel like it's important to know as well what is the company's motive. Um, it's important to know their history, their track record, to kind of be able to sift through to find out is this dilution going to be suitable for shareholders where you want to average down or buy more, or if you rather get out and just wait on the side until they finish diluting. Uh, selling shares into the market, um, that's a strong way um, for a company actually to make a um, progressive steps forward um, in the aspect of they're trying to do a merger, acquisitions, um, buy factory equipment. I'm going to touch on some other um, ways that they can do this. Um, they can also share shares. Wow. They can also sell shares into the market to pay employees, pay off some debt. Um, these are important things that keep the company going. Um, as always, as always, um, as always, I do feel like you should be tracking the OTC website. That way you can be aware of if the company's diluting, if they're updating their share structure, if they're not. Um, it's always important. Transparency to me is everything. And make sure you do your due diligence. Go reach out to the company if need be or the IR to ask certain questions uh, regarding dilution or, or their future, excuse me, or their future plans. Moving along, um, convertible debentures. Um, it's important to be able to sift through the filings to see when so certain notes are um, expiring. Um, typically, they'll have a date on them and an amount. It's important as an investor that you do your due diligence to know when these notes may be due. Um, understand as well that most penny stocks at some point will dilute. So if you do feel like Hey, all dilution's bad. I'm not going to be a part of any company diluting. Just understand definitely then that you might be missing out on a lot of money. So um, make sure you, you also do your research on the track record of CEOs. Um, understand if a CEO has been in five to six other companies helping them gen generate millions of dollars of revenue, they might be coming over to this company and you might see some dilution going on. But understand given their track record, they might have diluted prior and then the stock took off. So timing, of course, is everything. And as always, 
do your best when knowing when to buy and when to sell. Getting off the train and not falling in love with any of these companies. Because as we mentioned prior, most penny stocks do fail. Just because they fail don't mean you can't make any money as well. Be aware of that. Moving along. The book, it does list some other stock exchange um, that uh, penny, not penny stocks, but other stocks do trade. But I'm, I'm really tailoring this to OTC penny stocks because that is my passion. That's what I trade within. Um, if you like other markets, there's nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of ways to make money within the market, as you know. You just have to know what you're doing. Put in the work, the research, and the time. Uh, stock, stock buybacks. Uh, be sure to know what a stock buyback is. Um, um, it's important. Uh, in my opinion, it displays confidence in a company as they reduce their share structure. Quite naturally, if there's going to be less shares, it's going to be higher in demand because there's not many shares available. Um, you hear about sometimes companies doing those type of buybacks, and this does give investors that extra confidence and almost trust in a company to know that they're almost willing to bet in themselves and get those shares out of the market to kind of to, excuse me, to kind of clean up the share structure that can help the price per share move much, much faster when they're doing these type of things. Also know the different types of buybacks. Am I going to be buying these out of the market or not? So is there's many different ways that buybacks can happen. Um, as I said, I'm expecting you all to have done your reading. Um, chapter three was about 20, 21 pages, I believe. So we make time for what we want, simply put. Is all dilution bad? If you're still asking that question, you need to do your research. You'll hear people screaming, oh, the company's diluting, the company's diluting. If the if the OS is at two billion, you have to understand that's 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 pretty good in the penny stock world. I mean, you see companies with the OS of five billion, ten billion, fifty. I mean, I'm sorry, fifteen, twenty, fifty billion. Understand that the higher the share structure, the longer it's going to take for the company to move. Yes, buying power can move anything. Prime example, HCMC. If you go look at the share structure. That did have a pretty good run, but it took lots and lots of buying power. And that was a rare situation. Most companies with high, extremely high share structures do not move fast. Please understand that when you're going to jump into some of these stocks, because your favorite Twitter guy is telling you to buy it and he's pumping it. You have no idea maybe where they, or he or she, you have no idea where they might have initially bought in and you could be buying their shares while they're dumping on you. So Understand, look at your charts, strategize, strategize, strategize. If you're just jumping into a company with no basic knowledge of what sector they're in, share structure, updated financials, CEO background, you're going to get what you put in um, as with anything. And if you treat this like Vegas, look, as I always say, you'll be in and out of the stock world in no time, money lost, and you hate penny stocks like most people do who fail and don't put in the work. It, it's time for us to take some accountability with some of this shit and, and really own up to, are we putting in the work to learn this stuff? And then also is our patient is our patience matching our goals? Um, a lot of us don't have realistic goals or even the work ethic. So let's just leave it sim simply at holding yourself accountable.
I can't stress it enough. If you get into this market and you're just buying shit because everybody else is telling you, you're a fool. It's foolish. Buy what makes sense to you. Um, as far as buying and selling, um, depending on your broker, make you, make sure you make time to play with those numbers to see how to buy and sell a shop stock. Please do not be that person in our group chat asking, how do I buy? How do I sell during market hours? You got to understand that there's people that are working, jumping in and out, looking at the group chat. And there's people who this is their full time job where they're looking at stocks, reading PRs, looking at financials. Those type of basic questions you need to be putting in that work outside of market hours because we will skip over those basic questions because we can tell you're just trying to be fed information. We want the group chat and things to be set up where we all are growing. Iron sharpens iron. There's plenty of sharp people within our group chat, but if we're sitting around asking basic questions that we can go Google and research, you will find out that you will get left behind. This is a situation where the more work you put in, the more successful you will be. Um, this is not just with penny stocks. This shit's not rocket science. This is what whatever you do in life, you got to put in the work. I can't stress it enough because every year we get new groups of people that come on down to the penny stock world, invest in 10, 15, $50 or a hundred. And they have the most to say, the, the most complaints, but they haven't spent any time to make shit make sense. We can't baby you. We can't. The market doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. So we're not going to baby you. We're going to expect you not to baby you. So that's the nicest way I can say it because the market will clean you out and you, you can go cry. It won't care. Um, we've all had to learn and almost fail forward and grow through what we went through. So um, understand that um, you don't lose until you quit. So moving along. Um, I do see they tapped on bankruptcy stocks. Um, when it comes to bankruptcy stocks, be sure that you know two things uh, for certain. Um, are they going to keep the commons intact? And um, do they have a plan, um, a reorganization plan? Um, those two things are the most valuable things you can do when you're dabbling with bankruptcy stocks because they're extremely risky. Most stocks that do go, not most, from my experience, Stocks that usually have went bankruptcy, the first idea is to eliminate the commons, which is us, the shareholders, the common shares. So make sure that you know if they're going to be eliminating the commons or not, because your ass jump into that stock because you think you're buying a dip and it keeps dipping because they're eliminating the commons. And it says it in some documentation, um, either from the company, a filing or from the IR. So just do your research. Um, also know within the reorganization plan, uh, look into the how it's going to be structured. Read it. I cannot stress it enough. Make this shit make sense to you. Um, I will in the um, description puts a website I do use to read uh, court dockets. Um, it is a small fee to read those, but um, as detailed as you are, the more successful you will be simply put. Um, get used to reading those dockets um let's have fun with it um brtxq was a prime example um jcpnq was a prime example we were reading those we were posting them in the group chat and we were making it make sense to each other the group chats for us to grow um as i mentioned don't be spending market hours to ask the basic ass questions of hey where do i buy what stock's hot 
follow along and you will know what companies that we're in and which companies are of value. If you're the guy just jumping in anything and anybody tells you it's foolish, it's foolish, it's foolish. Don't play with your hard-earned money, hard-earned money. If you want to do that, look, go buy a lot of ticket, go bet on a sports game, take your ass to Vegas and blow it off. I'm just telling you. This this stuff is this is not we're not guessing on, hey, I hope this works out. You have to have your fundamentals to make this shit make sense. I can't stress it enough. Um, but going back to the bankruptcy stocks, you need to make sure if the commons are going to be intact and you need to make sure that they're going to have a reorganization plan. Basically letting you know, hey, we got a list of creditors um, that are going to help us bring value to our price per share in our company. You also see that um, just like we listened to with BRTXQ when we were listening to those court cases and we were paying listening to those court hearings, the judge is pretty black and white as far as is this company going to add value or is it not? So just make sure you do your research. Um, I hate to see people lose money doing dumb shit and all of us have at some point, but just throwing your money into some stuff you don't understand because it's popular. I'll be honest, that's not smart at all. Um, reverse splits. Make sure you know to the extent of what their reverse split is. You got so many one to four, one to 10, one to 10,000. I mean, there's so many types of reverse splits and you also need to know why they might be doing it in the aspect of some companies have done small reverse splits or one to four, for example, so that they can have less shares now, but trading at a higher price per share. Um, if you were listening and you did your reading, you will understand trading in higher markets is very lucrative as far as other investors and bigger money. So if you see the vision and why they're doing that, it might be a good way to go ahead and buy more shares um, so that when the reverse split happens, now you have more. Um, most people fear what they don't know. So when you hear most reverse splits, it's like, damn, we're doomed. Most of the time, I definitely, from my experience, it has felt like that. But there's been a few examples where um, they actually did pan out trading in higher markets where it went from a few pennies to trading in the dollars because of the reverse split. So understand the ratios to the reverse splits and make sure you do your research also to understand how forward splits are valuable as well to shareholders. Um, as I spoke about reverse splits and doing your research on CEOs, go look at the track record. Some of these CEOs might jump stock to stock doing multiple reverse splits. Um, reverse reverse splits most of the time definitely will mess up your portfolio. So if you're jumping around to some of these popular stocks, not looking at who the CEO is, the board of directors, this and that, then look, don't be shocked. Uh, most humans are human of habit by nature. So... Don't be shocked that they're doing another reverse split after they've jumped company to company. Um, if you're not sure with buying and selling, um, it's going to be your dollar amount divided by the price per share. Make sure you do factor in your fee. Most brokers do have a fee. Make sure you know that. Um, they've made it a lot easier now, especially with E-Trade, where it's just a calculator. It'll plug it in. Make sure you know your difference between a limit order and market order, a a um, good for 60 days, good for a day. Um, these are things that are very important and you don't want to screw up um, knowing how to buy and how to sell. Um, I will always say don't take shit. Most stuff drops um, typically because it's the OTC. 
got a lot of these people out here trying to day trade. And for me and my experience, patience pays where buying low, letting the company come to life, that's been a way uh, to make a lot of money. I, um, I do feel like from my experience and my opinion. If you're still asking yourself, is all dilution bad? Please turn off the video. This ain't for you. We need you to be understanding that all dilution is not bad. We see people in our group chat all the time. Dilution, dilution, dilution. Know what's going on. Know the story. Yes, some dilution is bad if they're just diluting. They haven't been putting out any updates. There's no potential of future growth. You see the price per share sitting in the same area for months and months and months, and the company hasn't reached back out to you. Make sure you're also emailing these companies. Um, we got people that be in our group chats or messaging me on Twitter and asking me questions. I'll be honest. I'm a shareholder just like you. I don't work for any of these companies. They don't give me anything. I don't know any of them on any personal level. So I would best say address your concerns with the company, the IR, emailing them or calling them, not asking me because... Um, I'm going to know probably just as much as you. Now, if I reached out to the company, I'm very transparent. I will let you know um, an email or something that um, they've provided for me. But do your research. Please do not be in our group chat. Just being asking questions just so you can be fed info. I promise you, you can understand things that way. But to grow as an investor, just being fed information all day, it's not going to help as much as you deciphering and making things actually understand by doing your own research. The more you do your own research, the more you will grow as an investor. Um, this kind of sums up um, a lot of the rest of this chapter. Um, reverse splits, bankruptcies, buying, selling stocks. Um, do your reading on knowing the different levels of uh, the market as far as within the OTC, um, the QB, as well, um, as you should know by now, I've said it a few times, and then if you did your reading, um, um, the difference of the being able to be more appealing and trading in higher markets, um, also knowing with the bankruptcy stocks, the commons, the reorganization plan, and um, I think that does sum it up for this week. Uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse and keep giving you uh, similar information. Um, I'm Assuming you also have done your reading and show up prepared today um, in our group chat at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you got some questions pertaining to this chapter, we would love to help you out. Um, if you got questions on other chapters and be honest, do your reading, be patient and wait. I know a lot want to be fed information right away, but nobody is your financial advisor. So take it with a grain of salt and go do some research, too. Um, I think that covers it. Um, this is PSG. I hope you got something out of this. Understand I'm not the Bible. I don't work for the OTC. These are experiences within my almost nine years of failing forward in the market. I'm just trying to share and then tap on some of the things that the book presents. Um, and as I mentioned, the book also really isn't too fond of trading penny stocks that trade in lower markets at a lower price per share because they are riskier. But I go back to it. I would say it all the time. You fear what we don't understand. So if you get familiar, you do your due diligence, this stuff is a lot more simple. And the last thing, take some accountability. Your growth depends on you, not uh, anyone else. So take that with a grain of salt. Look in the mirror and ask more of self. Um, this is PSG. I'm not a financial advisor. Just in case you didn't know, 
and put in your work and we will see you in the group chat at 3 p.m. Take care. This concludes today's study session. As always, if you can, please rate, write a review if the platform you're listening to allows you to do so. If you have any questions or topic requests or simply just want to be a guest on the podcast, please email me at pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Again, that's pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Other than that, have a good day and see you later.